Welcome to Right Spokane Perspective with your host, Tim. And Shannon. It's opinion, fact, information, and your alert system. Stay tuned and enjoy the show. And welcome to Right Spokane Perspective on this family-friendly Friday episode. We're going to be visited by Bob Hutchinson from Project ID. We're going to be talking about what he's been doing, what Project ID has been doing, and what you can do in just a moment after inspiration. The night air in Caracas, Venezuela was warm and thick. The jammed streets smelled of local bakeries, street tacos, and gasoline fumes. My friend and I re- arrived at the apartment building where we'd been invited for dinner, and a Gregorious man with a smile as wide as a sunrise opened the door and embraced us. We sat with his family at a long wooden table holding massive platters of beef, rice, and plantain. My friend knew Spanish, but I could only listen as the others swapped stories and laughed. Occasionally, my friend paused to offer a summary or to translate a question they posed. Although for hours I understood almost nothing, I've never felt more like an outsider. Just the opposite. Their loving welcome enveloped me. I was with people of a completely different history and ethnicity with whom I couldn't verbally communicate And yet, because they offered me warm hearts and open arms, I felt like I belonged. Paul reminds us that if we believe in Jesus, we're called to always live out this kind of radical welcome. We're to accept one another just as Christ accepted us. We're to welcome one another, to open our hearts wide, and gather others in. This should be our posture towards everyone, even those who are different from us. Paul addressed conflict between Jews and Gentiles, but it's the same for any differences in or any social class, any supposed barrier. Cultural differences shouldn't be obstacles, but rather opportunities to demonstrate the same radical welcome Jesus extends to us. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would open the doors for us to make connections with people so that they feel that they've been welcomed with a warm heart and open arms. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Warm hands and open hearts, is that what I just heard? Warm hearts and open arms. And open arms. Oh, okay. Well, that that sounds better. All right, I I think that's what you're going to find at Project ID. I think that's kind of part of the mission. And we're just going to read the mission right out the front of the gate here with Bob Hutchison in studio with us today. It's our mission with Project ID, enhancing the possibilities and potential for each individual living with intellectual and developmental disabilities to become and achieve all that God created them to be. The mission of Project ID, its founder and director in studio with us today, Bob Hutchison, thanks for coming in. I'm glad to be here. Well, I'm glad you came in. I've, we've had you on the show in the past, and we've talked about the great work you've done. You were almost forced to move uh, several years back when it wasn't going to be possible, but then the possibility of moving and uh, it, it was forced on you and now you're bigger and better than ever. No, the, the move actually was a blessing. And we ended up in a place where we're partnering with a church. We're using part of their facility, which is Millwood Presbyterian Church. And they just allowing us to use their community center. And because of that, our programs have tripled. We're serving 200 to 250 people a day. Um, we have a day and the evening program, which we're the only program in the city of Spokane doing that. Wow. So a little like the inspiration that uh, Shannon had was that you had a group that said, we're going to 
we're going to just open up our arms and give a great welcome to Project ID. So Project ID is providing a blessing to the uh, Millwood Community Church, Presbyterian Church, and you know, it's it's kind of hand in hand. You're you're walking down the road of service. Yes, it's it's a win win, and because of that, we are growing so much. All our programs have grown. Our Special Olympics has grown. In fact, we just got done doing bowling. Had the regional meet today, and we had over a hundred athletes participating. Our church, which is Friendship Church, um, which is Sunday mornings at eleven, has been growing. We're serving over a hundred folks um, there, and then our regular programming. Plus, we've added some other, we have community engagement and community inclusion programs that help people get out in the community and get introduced to different ideas. Getting out in the community and exposed to different ideas. We're talking about a group of folks in the Spokane community. And a lot of people think, well, you know, this is, you know, you're serving 250 a day. Are those the same people? Probably not. People have different schedules. So people come in once a week or some people come in twice a week. Some people might be there four times a week, but you're doing this five, five six days a week. Yeah. Well, exactly. I know you do this seven days a week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you're open to the uh, members yes. the, of your community six days a week. Because yes. you got the church, yep. you've got the, the Friendship Church, and then you've got all the activities. You said you were taking people out five days a week. Yeah, with, with field trips. You know, we do everything from going to, you know, Cattails or Saddle Up Pony Academy where they get to actually work with animals, things like that. We've been to the Cataldo Mission. You know, so we try to do meaningful field trips that they normally would not get to do. And yeah. then also it gives them a great exposure and, and it helps them grow. So you, you're doing this in conjuncture with different kinds of funding models, programs. You've got your members that help fund some of the activities, but you also have some other funding that comes in, your private funding that comes in. People can always go and donate. But you also have a, um, we're going to talk about it later on in this show, a fundraiser coming up and that helps your operations. So when you're out in the community talking to folks about Project ID, I know that you're pointing out the fact that how many people you serve, it's 250 people a day, there's actually thousands of people that you've interacted with within the month or the year. Yes, yes. And the thing is, is that what a lot of people don't understand is this is actually the largest marginalized community in Spokane County, and it transcends every marginalized you know, population so one out of seven people identify themselves as being part of this population, and which means there's over 77,000 people in Spokane County. So we're talking about intellectually or de- developmentally disabled individuals, and there's a large spectrum there that yes. Project ID has been able to uh, accommodate because of giving people in the community but there's lots of opportunities to be even more open, I think. Not, I know that you do all, everything you can do at Project right. ID, but a community that's 77,000 people, and very often uh, we don't see those people out in the community like you, you, know, like you said, the other marginalized community, which are, uh, what do they call them, immutable characteristics? Is that yeah, a proper way to say it? And developmentally and intellectually you don't see that. It's not an immutable characteristic always. Right. Well, a lot of times they're folks that live in group homes and, and so they're not engaged in the regular community or they're in their parents' basement, you know, because when they graduate from high school, pretty much all the social, all the recreation, everything that creates community disappears. 
where every other child is a jumping off point to a job, military, um, college, whatever. But for this population, it's it's a lot of times it's an ending point. And so that... Well, caused, it seems to be an ending point except for Project ID. Well, yeah. And, and yeah. the thing is, is that isolation comes into place and stuff like that. And so we've been able to help a number of families, and especially with our day program, because prior to um, us opening up our day program, nine had closed throughout Spokane County after COVID. Wow. It's, Have any reopened? No. No, so haven't. Project ID is now the really only resource of its kind. Well, the, the, there are some other smaller day programs, and they do some great things, but they're not doing the activities we are. And to me, they're my allies. You know, they're helping yeah. in many different ways. But we, we've taken it to that step because, well, our belief is, since we're faith-based, that, you know, we're all made in God's image. And so, therefore, every one of our members are perfect the way they are, and, we, and it goes back to our tagline, which is identity beyond disability. So what we do is we try to look at each individual and look at their strengths. Not their weakness, but their strengths. Yeah. And the more we build on strengths, I believe deficits disappear. And just think how our world would be if we would look at each other for our strengths. Oh, so often we, and now more than ever, we are divided by our differences. We look at the world through our own personal deficits because the world's looking at us with its deficits. If we could change the world, really, we could change it in a big way if we just started looking at people at how can you improve the life, your life, and the lives of others with your strengths. Exactly. Because there's so many strengths out there that I think are just underutilized and we're, we're put on a career path or we're put into life situations. If someone would just look at where that individual's strengths are, regardless of their disability, we could live in a lot better world. Exactly. So you've got other things coming up that people can be engaged with aside from your members. But, of course, you're always looking to, to serve other members. So folks out there, definitely go visit the website. It's projectidspokane.org. Yep, So, is. again, projectidspokane.org. There is uh, information there about membership, information about how you can be a, a volunteer, yep. information about how you can get people signed up to be a membership. The last thing we want people to do, especially with what we saw through COVID is to get into that isolation and be comfortable with it and find yourself depressed without the, the community engagement. Again, project ID, like Bob's talking about doing community engagement. What kind of community engagement are they doing when, with this program that you've put together that's funded to get the community out there in the community? Well, you know, like we um, meet with individuals. We help find out what their goals are. What are they interested in? For instance, I have one member that loves railroading. So the idea is for us to get him involved, and we're we're going to get him out to the Cheney. There's a uh, railroad group out there, and the idea is that then they start meeting with that group, and we're there to help them. But once he's established those relationships enough on his own, then we can pull back and he can continue developing those relationships and doing that on his own. So then it becomes an activity instead there's in, you're breaking the barriers so that they people can get involved with an activity, involved with an organization that again views that individual's strengths and says, "Hey, we have a booth at the fair. Would you like to help us with it? Things like that. Exactly. Exactly. And so there, there's that. We have one gentleman that we're working on because he loves um, car shows. Oh, okay. And so we're getting him involved with the car show group. 
Um, we have other individuals that, you know, are like bowling. We have a group of people that really enjoy bowling, obviously. They're, they're going to start calling you, Bob, the, the uh, was it the, the linchpin or something like that? I mean, you're, you're going to be like, because bowling is project ID. So you're like, if you had all these different things, bowling, you'd be up there, like where everyone's like, yeah, we got to do more bowling. Right. Because you guys are just, your bowling has just been your thing for so long. Yeah, but but the thing is, now it's getting a group of individuals in a bowling league with mm-hmm. others. And the beauty about that is it lets the other part of our population understand, one, is that these are amazing people mm-hmm. and not to be afraid. Because a lot of people, because they just don't know, mm-hmm. they're scared. Okay. Yeah. Well, and the bowling activity can also, I think I've talked to you in the past about how it can be opening doors for other things. Exactly. Because it not only helps the intellectually and developmentally disabled get out into the community, do something, an activity that's fun, positive, but it also can get them engaged with things out in the community where they say, hey, what about that over there? Right. So it, it there's a, a plethora of possibilities. So there's some other programs that I want to talk about. We're out of time for the first half, but folks, you got to go to projectidspokane.org. Look at the 8th Annual Winter Elegance Gala. Okay, so that's the 8th Annual Winter Elegance Gala. They can get tickets on the, the website. Buy some for your family members. Uh, make sure that you're looking at how to support this organization after you peruse the website. Again, projectidspokane.org. We'll be right back. We want to thank God and you, the listeners, for the opportunity to continue the Right Spokane Perspective radio show and podcast programming. Listeners, it's because of your support we continue to bring you facts, commentary, and alerts on what's happening in local government, politics, and issues affecting us all. Please send your most generous support to Right Spokane Perspective, LLC, PO Box 7620, Spokane, WA 99207. Thanks again, and back to the show. And welcome back to Right Spokane Perspective. We are doing a fabulous family-friendly Friday, I'm telling you. I'm just fired up a little bit because I'm hearing too many positive things today. We don't normally do tons of positive on this show. We do a lot of policy, sometimes some boring stuff, and we're not doing anything boring today because we're talking about bowling. We're talking about families getting together and uh, encouraging others to get out in the community more. This is Project ID. Bob Hutchinson is in the studio with us today. They have a new location, and I forgot to get that out in the first half. It is three. 223 North Marguerite. That's 3223 North Marguerite. Go to the website, projectidspokane.org. Of course, we just invited you at the end of the first half to the 8th Annual Winter Elegance Gala. But there's so many other things that Bob wants to invite you to do because they don't just do the community outreach. They don't just do bowling. They don't just do church. They do other things with members, and they have other programs. So let's jump back into that conversation, Bob. Okay. Well, like this coming Tuesday, we're having a big costume Halloween party during the day and evening, and we will probably serve close to 400 people that day. So this is a perfect opportunity if if you have a family member, a friend, or a, a, a friend of the family who knows someone that may be becoming a member of Project ID would be positive in their life. This is a great opportunity for them to find a costume, drag them out of the house, tell them we're turning off the TV, we're not doing, we're, we're going out today. Exactly, exactly, and, and we love to serve anyone that wants to come. Same thing if anyone during the week wishes to come by and visit us. You know, our doors are open to share what we're doing, 
And the whole idea is, you know, giving your audience or someone else the tools now that they can say, I can help a person that I know that may be being isolated or maybe needs some extra activities or, or maybe parents or caregivers just need a break. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's amazing that Project ID was one of the few uh, that made it through COVID. And I think that, you know, some of it has to do with you were so active. You had so many people that loved the programs that you guys run. But this isolation, you know, if if COVID would have gone any any longer, I would have been down at your doors like, let's go bowling, you know. I'd been, yeah. It's this depression that people end up in if they're enclosed, if they're isolated. They, You know, you got to see more than just two people a month, you know. Well, and part of what we did during COVID is that we actually broadcasted something every day, whether it was a Zumba class or – uh, bingo, you know, where people have virtual cards and they would play bingo with us and we would do it online and we'd deliver prizes to their home or we delivered um, canvases and paint and we did a paint class online with them having all the all the tools to do that and we delivered stockings during Christmas time and we, you know, we had story times and we did church every Sunday. And so you stayed active. It might have been technically locked down, but... Bob didn't stay locked down. No, I mean, we, we had to stay engaged. And you had your volunteers, too. Yes. That's, that's another thing that people can go and find ways that they can. You know, if you have strengths, again, we're looking to find out what people's strengths are, not their deficits. Let's look at strengths. So for people that have time or would like to volunteer and help out Project ID and working on the programs and things they do, Go to projectidspokane.org and see if there's some strengths that you have and could fulfill a need with Project ID and help give people uh, hope and maybe sometimes a challenge. You know, sometimes it's challenging us to, you know, take another step, go a little further, try something new. You know, we've been really blessed over this last couple of weeks. We've had a number of rooted groups, which is part of a Bible study. And there's a serve component. So they would come with 12 or 15 people and serve with us one evening. And the one thing that's the blessing is they actually, you just get to play. You know, play a game of Uno or shoot some hoops or play cornhole or just draw or do arts and crafts. And so volunteering with us, it's about being engaged with our members, doing fun activities. It's not... You know, and I, every one of those groups have told me when they leave, they feel more energized and they feel blessed. And so all of these things that, that people can be involved with, this is your, you know, coming up. What's the date, Shannon? You've got the date for the 8th Annual Winter Elegance Gala? December 8th. So that's December 8th. Oh, it's at the Flight Museum. Yes. So the Historic Flight Museum, December 8th. you got to go to the website, projectidspokane.org, to check out the, the gala. But this is your eighth annual fundraising event that helps fund your program. But the programs and the things that you've been developing, it's been longer than eight years of a commitment that, that you've been doing this, right? Right. Well, we're, we're actually entering into our 10th year. You know, this is our largest fundraiser. We raised, last year, we raised $140,000 at it. Um, we have some great auction items, but on top of that, people get to really see our mission. And we have members there, and they, they help share what we're doing. A lot of times we'll get testimony from a parent to say, hey, this is how it really helps us. And it's just a great way to, you know, 
it's just an awesome way for people to be engaged with an organization that they know 100% of the funds are staying here in Spokane. And that None of these funds go uh, overseas, huh? No. no oh, they, they, it, they don't awesome. even go over state borders. They're just right here in the Spokane area. Right here in the Spokane area. And, and the thing is, is that uh, since our programs have grown so much, I went from last year when we met uh, having myself and one other staff person working, now we have eight staff people. Wow. And and because to be able to provide all these services to go all these different areas to do all the different things, well, you ended up too. There, there's these staff members, so I want to dig into this a little bit more. We ha- we do have about seven minutes left of the sure. show, so I'm, I want you to get all the rest of your information out too. These grants that you've gotten with the community outreach, what was the other one? Because we talked about community outreach in the first well, one. Well, they're both community outreach type programs, community engagement, community inclusion. Oh, okay. All right. So it's getting out in the community. This right. is getting people out of the isolation, into the community, looking for opportunities, whether it's to serve another nonprofit, to volunteer, uh, to learn a skill. Yep. And, and what's... A, Amazing to me about this issue, and I can't go too far into it because I'll go into government policy and things like that where we don't want to go in this interview, but there's people that have talents and they're not being utilized. No, they're not. In fact, we're partnering with other nonprofits like um, Coats for Kids, for instance, or um, Teen Closet. So we're helping Teen Closet. One of, Some of our members are going out, they're going out picking up clothes they're gathering them and they're taking it to Teen Closet twice a month. Oh, very you cool. And, and, but again, it's about giving back and understanding there are people that need help. It doesn't matter if they're intellectually disabled or low income or, or whatever. And us to be able to give back as a community, us too, mm-hmm. you know, is important. Yeah. Well, and it, it also, I, I think there's so much um, hope and I guess we're kind of starting that season. We got the holidays coming up in what Project ID does, because I, I'd not heard of other organizations that, I mean, there's other organizations, like you said, they're out there working on, on some of these issues, but you guys have been doing this for 10 years. You survived through COVID and you're looking at new ways of uh, whatever can be done. You're, you're, yeah. uh, it amazes me how, um, I don't know, universal you are in your passion to just whatever works. Yeah, and as long as it fits within our mission, which is, you know, <laughs> let our members be all that God created them to be. You know, that's that's what it's about. Well, in the last facility you had, I, I visited out there. I know that it was under threat because of uh, some real estate decisions that were being made. And you guys utilized a very interesting building, I thought, in a very unique way for all the activities that you did. And uh, this new environment you're in at the uh, Millwood Community Presbyterian Church. Is that an easier facility to use? Is that why you have so much more involvement, more people coming? Um, in some ways, it's smaller, you know, so that, that creates its own challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but part of it is that it's a much safer environment, and people feel better about sending their loved one there. Safer, and it's it's not right on a busy street, really. No, or? it's not on a busy street. It's on tree-lined streets. It's, um, oh, nice. you know, it's in the Millwood area where everything just feels, it just feels different, you know, versus having. The commercial location. Yeah, the commercial location. Um, 
And so there, there's just lots of pluses to that. And our goal, because I think we're going to outgrow the space within the next year, is to keep there, but maybe partner with, uh, you know, now that we have this kind of model, mm-hmm. there are a lot of churches that are actually, you know, vacant all during the week. And, you know. I've always thought that way about, like, churches and schools. So schools are vacant, like, most of the summer, and they're not really utilized on the weekends very well. Churches, they're, during the week, a lot of them don't have stuff going on. So, yeah, there's lots of room to expand on Project ID out there. Exactly. So maybe we can have some satellite spaces. And So that's another thing that listeners, if they have a church or they know a church that's trying to do something out in the community and don't quite know how to do it, you have a facility if you're already paying to heat it so the pipes don't freeze. There's a community out there that might be able to utilize it. So you got to contact, again, Bob Hutchinson, projectidspokane.org. So I almost would encourage pastors and people to to look at this and, and see what they can do. And uh, how do they do that beyond just looking at the, the website at Project ID Spokane? Well, if anyone wanted to email me, and my email is bob at projectidspokane.org, or even give me a call on the phone, and I'll give you my phone number, which is 509-879-3372. That's my cell number, and I answer it all the time. But if anyone wanted to just sit down and have a soda or a cup of coffee and just talk and see how maybe there's ways we can collaborate. As an intro to the organization, just to know what it's all about, other than just going to projectidspokane.org, look them up, grab some tickets, go to the 8th Annual Winter Elegance Gala, and uh, see kind of what they're doing. Find out some of the stories, testimonies while you're at the event, and and look at what are the things that you can be involved with, whether it's uh, volunteering or maybe Somehow, you're, are you talking about chapters? Is that kind of the... the, the or, or satellites or whatever you want to call it. You know, the thing is... is this could go national, Bob. Well, you know, that's... Actually, we've had some people that have actually talked about us eventually serving in other communities. So, so you've, you've had people come to Spokane, looked at what Project Idea is doing and saying, this is a model of what we need to be doing elsewhere. Yes. Yes, we have. So I, I hope that people share this podcast. It, it can be shared globally and people, it doesn't have to be just in the city of Spokane at another church. It could be uh, on the other side of the country or maybe another country. Well, and the thing that's been beautiful is because of us, we broadcast our Sunday service every Sunday. And because we started that with COVID, we're serving families in over 30 states. Um, we're, uh, two different, three different countries. And there's a group, um, in the island, in the island of Okinawa that watches our church service. And we've actually had two families move from Seattle to Spokane for our program, meeting the needs of their child. Wow. Wow. That's how good things, I guess. So bad things happen and God somehow finds a way for those bad things to bring good things because without COVID you, all these people would have never found project ID. Exactly. Wow. That's so amazing. So again, folks, project ID Spokane.org, I guess maybe one of the things you need to do is put it on your social media. So your friends on the other side of the country or in another country can uh, learn about project ID because this does need to be something that spread because for the most part you haven't used government funds for the most part it's been private funds and volunteers it wasn't a government boondoggle that began like we could talk we actually we talk about government boondoggles on this show plenty i'm glad that we're not talking about one today 
So you guys have done this model where it's about the community, in the community, with the community, not just funded by, oh, federal government or the state government. or It's, it's not an institution like right. that. And we also scholarship close to $10,000 a month in scholarships for folks because wow. they can't afford to be there. And we never turn anyone away for inability to pay. Wow, that's amazing. So you have a lot of membership that helps other members. Right. And volunteers and corporate sponsors, yeah. if, you know, so businesses can be involved with this. Again, folks, it's projectidspokane.org. They got their eighth annual Winter Elegance Gala coming up December 8th at the historic Flight Museum. So you can have a great time there. It's going to be cold outside, so it's going to be an indoor event. You can go get warm, look at some airplanes, get people involved with Project ID Spokane. I think it's the, the right thing to do for churches, businesses, and the community. Instead of saying government will solve this problem, let's get other folks engaged so that we can do it the right way. All that being said, we'll be with you folks again on Monday. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bob. Thank you. You have been listening to Right Spokane Perspective. We are sponsored by Right Spokane Perspective LLC and made possible by advertisers you hear and contributions from listeners like you.